They might not have hair, but they really do care about faith and life. Two bald pastors. Welcome to Two Bald Pastors. I am Jeff Sinabaldo. And I am Joe McGarry. And we are two follically challenged pastors serving in congregations of the New England Synod of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, or as we like to call it, the ELCA. Welcome, Joe. Thank you, Jeff. It's good to be here. We are um, recording this just a few days after Christmas. So, uh, Jeff, how was your Christmas celebration? I had a lovely Christmas. How about yourself? It was good. It was good. We had uh, actually here, we had three church services on Christmas Eve, which was quite a number of uh, church services, but they all went really well. And then Christmas Day and the day after uh, around my house, it was a lot of uh, opening presents and playing with toys and kind of just hanging out. Um, We did have a a Christmas ham dinner on, on Christmas Day, which was really nice. We also um, had ham. Good, good. Yeah, it seems to be a good theme during Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, we had a nice uh, Christmas Eve as well. Two services and uh, all of it, you know, candlelight and the carols and just it was a lovely, lovely time. And then uh, Christmas Day, it was so nice here. It was like 70 degrees. We went on a bike ride. We uh, went for two walks. I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. It felt like spring. I know. It's been really kind of kind of neat with uh the weather recently, but today, um, actually, my family's headed up to Vermont to see my parents, and we weren't going to head out until tomorrow, but we're expected to get some snow this week, so we decided to leave a little early. Yep. We have uh, my mother and my sister and her two kids are coming probably tonight. They're driving across the country right now from Chicago, so we're gearing up the house, getting ready for that. And uh, yesterday at church, we had a baptism, so that was, that was a really, uh, it was fun. It was Christmas and a baptism and communion, and everybody was just thrilled to be there. It was great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, very, very fun. So what we thought we'd do today is uh, this is our official New Year's episode of Two Bald Pastors, and we thought we'd do is just share a little bit of things we are looking forward to in 2016. So, Joe, what do you got that uh, you're looking forward to this year? Why don't you name one? Maybe we'll go back and forth. Sure. Well, what I typically have done the last several years is is really just kind of have an overall theme for my year, um, and I, I try to pick a word that kind of encompasses all the things that I'm uh, hoping to do during the year and hoping to accomplish and achieve. I don't necessarily make specific New Year's resolutions, but I do have this theme and maybe even a couple of smaller goals. So my my year of 2016 is going to be focused on on health. And that is going to be uh, health in, in not only a, a physical sense, but, you know, financial, personal health, mental health, you know, just kind of the, the gamut. So uh, that's going to be a primary focus for me in 2016. And I'm also a very, I am a very goal-oriented person. So I'm looking for a way to kind of motivate myself to keep myself accountable in achieving some of this stuff. And as far as the physical health side, Something that my wife and I have been doing a lot lately is bike riding, and so there is um, a 65-mile bike race at the end of April 
that we are scoping out right now to see if this is something that we think we are able to accomplish. You know, and it's going to be one of those things. We're not going to look to break any records or uh, anything like that, but just to just to finish it is something that we would like to do. So, is that in Gardner or around the it's, area? It's in the it's in the area. Um, it, it's in Ware, Massachusetts. Okay. So it's not too far from us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it a little bit more this week and see if this is something that we uh, want to sign up for. Then once we once we commit, that's that's it. I, I really don't want to commit to something like this um, and then and then back out. So so yeah, that's that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to in 2016 is just to take a look at all the different aspects of of my life and to say okay, what are the ways that I need to get a little better sense of of health and wellness in these particular areas and then work towards achieving that. So yeah, that's great. That's great. I suppose for me, I would I would go congruent to that and say maybe a word for me would be balance. I feel like uh, I've got a lot on my plate and continue to take things on my plate, um, but also they're all things I want to do. So it's uh, a matter of trying to find a way to uh, prioritize and make sure I'm I'm spending enough energy and um, presence in not just at work related things, but at home related things and personal related things and exercise and sleep and all of those things. It's easy to get drawn into one particular area of those and um, neglect something else. So it's, uh, I'm going to go with balance for my 2016 word. Nice, nice. And it is difficult to, to maintain that balance, to find that balance and then maintain it. You know, we, we have this idea of what we need to be doing and sometimes the care for ourselves or our loved ones are the ones that, that fall by the wayside um, when, when work comes first. Yep. I'm a little under the weather right now. If you can tell, I'm a little groggily sounding probably, but uh, it's kind of the post-Christmas letdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. after that intense time, your body's a little weaker, and uh, it's it happens to me just about every year. So it's I need to learn how to do that better, I think. I, I'm glad that, that you're taking a look at that, and I think that's something that we both can keep each other accountable for uh, during this year. Uh, one of the other things that I really want to uh, focus on in 2016 is this podcast. I think that you know, as we continue to find our groove in recording and, and connecting um, is to say, okay, how can we take this podcast to the next level? And just to, to let everyone know some of the things we're, we're looking at, some sort of Lenten-type resource for you to, to connect a little bit more with the season of Lent. What, what does it mean? How can we um, grow deeper in our relationship with God and each other, connecting our stories during the season of Lent? And then for, for those of you who want to learn a little bit more about what it means to, to be a, a podcaster or what does it look like or how can you start one if you're interested in doing that, then uh, we're hoping to have a couple opportunities for people to learn a little bit more to, for us to be able to share what we um, have learned this year and in, in just a, the short time we've been doing this and uh, help you to, to achieve some of your goals and especially when it comes to communication and, and podcasting and, and connecting. Uh, connecting our faith with that. So that's, uh, that's another thing I'm really looking forward to is to uh, say, okay, wh- what is this podcast? What direction are we going in? And, and how can we uh, take it to the next level? Yeah, absolutely. It's been really fun having our conversations together as well as uh, the people we've connected with too. It helps uh, even on a personal level broaden our horizons a little bit, which is it's been great. Yeah, one of the things we're coming up almost on the year anniversary of when uh, you and I launched Confirmation. Yes. Which was a Facebook group that started after a 
heavy snowstorm we had in New England, and I was at home, and I was thinking about confirmation stuff and just trying to keep people connected better than is working currently. And I uh, started to talk to a few people, including uh, you, Joe, and then uh, we put together a little Facebook group and have about three, 400 people on there talking about how to do confirmation better. And uh, it's been good. We, uh, we did a session at our last Synod Assembly where we had some people come and, and talk alongside with us more as a group conversation than as a presentation, I think. But I'm looking forward to continue to work on that. I think it's important not to just have a list of things to do or just kind of the same old things or books to read. But uh, as we're doing on this podcast, really try to connect where the rubber meets the road for people. I've really found value in the conversations that we've had with um, Confirmation, uh, the conversations we've had in the Facebook group and Synod Assembly and just the conversations you and I have had about that. And, you know, I really uh, feel for, for people, and especially as a, as a father who has a, a kid in Confirmation right now and the, the demands that these kids have in, in school and extracurricular activities and trying to balance all that. I mean, talk about balance and, and our kids and, and what, what's available to to them, stuff that they want to be interested in, um, but also I think uh, having this experience that's set aside to really uh, deepen their uh, knowledge about the Bible, the knowledge about uh, God, and how does this all intersect with one another is is really valuable, and it's not something that can just be done by uh, reading a couple of books and doing some worksheets, but it, it is a, a whole life experience where, where you involve worship, where you involve service work and, and education time and connections with peers and connection with the pastor and you know there's so many things I think go into confirmation in it and we're, we're helping to raise disciples not just uh, not just kids who can recite the the Creed and Ten Commandments right I mean first I'm not that interested in having people pass a test or graduate from church um, but we want to develop those relationships and um, like you said, peers, mentors, with the pastor, with each other. I mean, all that stuff is so critical. And uh, just to continue to work on that, I mean, maybe there'll be a resource that comes out of that. I don't foresee, like, writing a curriculum because I think that just kind of facilitates the same issues eventually. Right. But if it's an idea or concepts or ways to work um, to try to integrate young people and their families into the life of our uh, faith communities and then into the wider community beyond that. I think that's that's important work. So I'm looking forward to continue to work on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that too. I think that'll be uh, a good project to, to work on. So are you uh, you and your family uh, planning on taking any trips this year? Uh, we are. I've, uh, I've got a continuing ed thing that uh, maybe I'll speak about in a few minutes uh, about, but I've got that session in uh, Florida the first week of February. So the family is going to, we just told them at Christmas, uh, they're going to fly down and meet me down there. And then we are going to see some family who live in Florida. And then we're going to spend a couple of days and we're going to go to Universal and do all the Harry Potter stuff. Wow, nice. That'll be really fun. We went a couple of years ago. It was before the new section had opened and we had just a wonderful time. And uh, since they opened the new the new part of the park, we thought, ah, we got to go back. So that's that's our big plan. How about you, Joe? Are you going anywhere? Yeah, actually, 
I'm organizing a trip with a retired pastor of my congregation uh, to Germany uh, to follow the steps of Martin Luther. This is gonna excellent. This is gonna happen at the end of August, and it's actually a, an open invitation to anyone who wants to join us. We're hoping to have about 40 people or so on the trip, and we'll be flying over to Germany. And it's through a travel agency, so they're planning the buses, the hotels. All I have to do is is uh, recruit some people and and to show up. So that's I'm really excited. I've never traveled internationally before. And so this is going to be a first time experience for me and to be kind of immersed in a a new culture, um, surrounded by uh, languages that I don't really know is going to be kind of neat. And then uh, to really kind of connect my uh, passion for for my church and to kind of walk in the footsteps of of Martin Luther is going to be really kind of a neat thing for me. So I'm going to, it's, it's 11 day trip and I'm really, really excited for that. So that'll be at the end of uh, August, beginning of September that I'm going to be. And then, you know, my family, we, we, we typically take uh, some time after Easter to go to this, uh, place called Silver Bay in Silver Bay, New York. It's a YMCA camp and we kind of just go and use the facility, kind of do our own thing, kind of relax and, and gather together as a family. And then, uh, we, we usually take a week and, uh, stay at Camp Calumet, uh, for vacation. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing this, um, continuing ed through Gettysburg Seminary on, um, leadership and congregations for um, lead pastors. The ELCA used to have a uh, senior pastor seminar that has kind of gone away with funding, I think. But Gettysburg Seminary picked it back up. I was invited to participate in it last summer. There's three sessions. So the first one was last summer in Gettysburg for a week in early August. And the second one is in February where I'm going to Florida. Okay. And the third one is in Chicago this coming August. So uh, that's home for me. So that or back where my parents live. So I'll be able to connect some time there as well. Uh, we usually do what I affectionately call the world tour, which is uh, going back to the Midwest and seeing all our family and friends in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and sometimes Iowa. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's crazy. So that's always kind of a little bit of a whirlwind for a couple weeks. But uh, we're trying, working with our friends there and family to... Uh, coordinate time around that trip so we don't have to come in once but we'll see if that works out or not but uh looking forward to doing that and then uh our congregation does a mission trip every year with the youth group through youth works yep so uh i was new to the church last year so i went along and we went to logan west virginia for a week and uh this year we're going to toronto you know, oh wow so um yep we're just starting to put that together now um, usually about 20 kids or so and a couple adults and, you know, you vans and you load everybody up and you drive across the country and you sleep on a mat and all of those really great things. But the, the work is really wonderful. You get to connect with local people. Um, you do a service projects, you work with kids, you, you bond as a group. It's a great experience, uh, for our young people and the other people that are involved. And there's usually several congregations from, various backgrounds, denominational backgrounds. Uh, so that's always kind of a neat crossover just to see that interaction uh, as well, uh, just be in the church together. So I'm looking forward to that. We usually do that the last week of July. 
That's really neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. We we looked at a mission trip, but uh, I'm not sure we can, we're going to be able to pull it off for 2016. But I hope within the next year or so that we'll be able to pull something like that off. I've I've taken youth groups and and different churches on mission trips, and they are such an invaluable thing. Uh, you know, it, it means so much more than than just going to help others. I think we get so much out of it as well when we when we go off together and separate ourselves from the everyday life and and to really kind of immerse ourselves in uh, an experience in helping others and working with each other. Yeah, I think the travel part of it is usually a little bit of the selling point to get people excited about it. Yeah, but I think the like you identified, the real magic of it is how intense it is because you you can't just like go home at the end of the day. Like right. the whole, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, you're immersed in an experience um, that, that uh, you know tests your limits, and that's really helpful. Yes, yes, yeah. I, one of the things that we both uh, participated in this year, and I'm looking forward to hopefully participating in some way again, is is Reach the Beach. Yeah, it's a great event. I ran in that uh, two years ago, and then last year I was a driver, and you were the chaplain for the event. So that was it was great. Yeah, yeah. So what Reach the Beach is is a 200-mile uh, running relay race. And it's in uh, New Hampshire, and the camp that that we um, associate ourselves with here in New England is Camp Calumet. And a number of years ago, um, maybe five or six years ago now, uh, someone had the idea of putting together a team to run this race, and you have teams of 12, right? Uh, Teams of 12, uh, the way we've done it is divide those teams in half, and then you have a van and a driver. So really you have a group of seven that you're with most of the time. And we had, I believe, four teams from Camp Calumet. So we had a bunch of vans, a bunch of drivers, and support people kind of helping us uh, arrange some logistics. So we had over 60 people involved. And the event itself, the Ragnar people that put it together, um, thousands of runners from all across the country. And then uh, we just kind of tag on to that, this Calumet event. And uh, Knut Ogren, who is the um, primary fundraiser at uh, Calumet, he organized the whole thing from our perspective. So he does a great job of putting that all together and telling us where we need to go and where we need to meet and all that stuff. Because all the runners, we're not all from New Hampshire, we're from across New England. So people are coming from Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, and some New York uh, come. So putting that all together to get us together, and Thrivent has been a good partner in that as well. Um, so it's it's been a great event to be a part of, and I look forward to doing it again too. Uh, last year we raised a, it was over sixty thousand dollars, and that money goes right towards scholarships for kids to go to camp in the summer. So it's it's a good good program. It's a it's a great program, and and uh, it's a goes to a worthy cause because there are so many kids who. Um, can can utilize the the help in getting to camp because as as great as camp is it's also uh, because of costs and everything else in this world uh, the the cost of to go to camp for a week uh, continues to to increase and Calumet does a great job at keeping down the costs but um, but, but 
Uh, it's money well spent when we when we want to have uh, safety for our kids and proper training for the counselors and everything. So there's a lot that goes into to having camp and to have uh, an opportunity to help raise money to help kids get to camp is is uh, something that is near and dear to many of our hearts. How about in, um, at Faith? Are you doing anything this next uh, coming year that you're looking forward to doing, or things that are just uh, on your plate that you're going to work on? Yeah. So. One of the things that we've done this past year is participated in uh, the Synod program for leadership. So it's a community of churches that get together and attend monthly workshops to talk about how we can help our ministries move forward in uh, what we're doing and what we're called to do as a church. So we're wrapping that up and we're going to implement some of the things that we've learned in the next uh, few months to, to report to the congregation, this is what we've done, this is what we learned, and this is what we hope to continue to do. Um, but one really exciting thing that's happening at Faith this year is we are celebrating our 10-year anniversary as uh, Faith Lutheran Church. Nice. So in June of this year, 2016, we uh, will have a, a day, a weekend celebration. Uh, Bishop Hazelwood is scheduled to come and preach and help lead worship, and I'm really excited for that. When we go back to the beginnings of Lutheranism in Gardner, it goes back to, to the late 1800s, but... Over the years, the the churches that were established in Gardner uh, consolidated and and came together, and and then the last consolidation happened in 2006, and we've been living together as Faith Lutheran Church, so we'll kind of lift up some of those things that we have done together and some of the things that we have learned and working together and being the church together. And and I hope as, as a really uh, kind of new start-off point for the ministry here. You know, there's yeah. been a lot of great things that have happened the last 10 years, uh, a number of uh, hurts and pains and not-so-great things, but I see a bright future for, for this church, and um, I'm excited to celebrate that with people. Yeah, that's fun. Those those uh, benchmark moments are a good way to help people reconnect a little bit and get excited for what you're doing. It's great. Yeah, and I, I'm not always uh, the the biggest fan of of anniversaries. You know, I think it's important to celebrate and to recognize them. But but I think for for us especially, this one's going to be a, a great one. It's In the last be a good congregation one. we had an anniversary. It was the 50th anniversary, and it was a good way to connect with a lot of people that had. Um, you know, kind of slipped by in recent years, people that had moved away or people that had left or people that just hadn't been around in a while. It was good to reconnect with them and get them, um, you know, part of the congregation again, or yeah. just feeling like they're still part of things. So that was, that was a nice that's great. Whole, whole thing. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. So uh, are you uh, looking forward to do doing anything with your congregation this year? Uh, yeah. At uh, St. Paul, we do uh, congregational goals actually each year. So we, those take a few months to put together between council and mutual ministry and then approval by the congregation at the annual meeting. But um, So we're in the middle of that process now, but it um, the goals that we have set basically for the next year is looking to increase some uh, youth and children ministry, uh, particularly around staffing, but we've been trying to address uh, doing more in that category. Uh, we've been doing a lot in the community, and so we... We host a number of groups as well, so we're in the the plans of doing some building renovation, which will require a capital campaign probably as well. 
So we're working on that. And uh, we also, this past year, in 2015, uh, entered into a relationship through ELCA uh, Global Mission with uh, some partners in Costa Rica. So what's happened this year basically was just finding out who they are. Yeah. So, um, so this next year we really want to develop that relationship and uh, find ways for people to connect with the church in another place and uh, see what we can learn from them and what we can share with them and um, be the church together in kind of a new way. People are excited about that as well. So those are the kind of three major initiatives we're working on. Um, but it's exciting and people get uh, you know one or two of those goals that they really feel passionate about and want to be involved in and um, we try to gear as much of the program stuff around those things too so it feels like it's cohesive but it's always a challenge but it's it's good it helps yeah no i I think that's great um and that sounds like a a great great plan and and uh stuff that i think hopefully people can really connect with in your in your congregation and i also like the idea of uh the goal setting and i think that's something that you know, I, I think goal setting is a little different than New Year's resolutions. You know what I mean? I'm not a real big fan of, of resolutions and I, because I don't think that they really work. You know, we, we have some sort of uh, audacious goal and we just say, this is what I want to do and um, move forward with that. And then in a month, you know, we kind of forget about it. The difference I see in, in setting goals and something that I think is is really kind of critical for, for congregations you know, you know, like you're doing but also you know personally is to to have um have a goal and then take the steps to plan out on how you're going to accomplish that goal to have some sort of systematic thing where you're checking in and seeing uh what you're doing and and taking those those steps yeah it doesn't mean you can't do course corrections but it's um it's important to have something that's both measurable and um connected to a time frame yes yeah and uh with that kind of accountability piece, it really you can get a lot done. You, you really can, and and that's what I'm I'm hoping for. Like I mentioned earlier, this uh, this bike race that that I'm looking forward to doing. You know, I have kind of a, a goal set in mind that I want to accomplish this. So I, I'm working my way back from from the end of April to now to say, okay, what are the steps that I need to do in order to accomplish this goal and um and then also one of the things i do one of the one of the kind of i don't know if it's a a little secret or not but i i take the the three or four goals that i want to accomplish each year and i um have some sort of picture that represents that goal and i use it as a as a screen as a screensaver on my computer oh nice so So it's a constant reminder so it's a constant reminder of these are the things that i want to accomplish and these are the things that i want to do and i have you know a couple of goals for for personal um advancement and then a couple of goals for for my professional advancement and um and yeah, it's 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 really kind of neat, and and it really you know I, I really took it seriously this past year, and it was amazing the the amount of stuff that I was able to accomplish and do and participate in, and you know I, I can't say I was a hundred percent successful in all my goals, but I, I definitely learned a lot and uh, accomplished some of my goals and and made a um, quite a bit of progress on some other goals. That's great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of lists, and that uh, helps you get through stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and do you use anything in particular to keep track of your list? Are you a pen and paper kind of guy, an app kind of guy? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you, how do you do that? 
Well, it's funny because people would assume I do it all in some kind of technological way, but it is a yellow pad and a and a pen. Oh, okay. And my calendar. So I I look at I group things. I mean, I put things on the list, but I group them by you know what's got to get done today, this week, this month, um, and then I kind of keep a master list and then just keep working off of it. And you, of course, you add more things to it too as things go. But it feels great when you flip that page. And uh, okay, now we're on to the next thing. That's I feel awesome. Like I'm at that that page turning time now, not just with it being a calendar year, but. You know, Christmas is such the big high mountain to get to the top of uh, when you're a church worker that uh, you've got a million things to do between whenever you start and when it gets to be Christmas. It feels good to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But as I said at the beginning of our conversation, I think that's why I'm a little sick now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, it's it's good to take you know some downtime after Christmas and into the new year, and and uh, you know, I I. Try not to take this whole week off completely, um, but I, I like to take some time, especially uh, hanging out with my family and, and yep. Uh, yep. that sort of thing. So, Yeah, we used to take this as a vacation week and then travel and go back to the Midwest and see people. And we found after doing that for a number of years, we were more exhausted when we got back. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. So this, this week, especially church life, it's easy to, uh, easy is probably not the right word, but it's very manageable to still be working and then still find a little bit more time at home that you've been neglecting in the previous month. So it's good. So Jeff, I know that we have um, a lot of great upcoming guests, those who we've talked with and those who we're uh, hoping to talk with coming up pretty soon. So can you give us a little idea of uh, what's coming up for Two Ball Pastors? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've got three episodes recorded already that are still kind of in the production phase, but we had uh, talked with Keith Anderson, who's a uh, pastor in Pennsylvania, and David Hansen, who's a pastor in Texas, and Mark Huber, who's one of our local colleagues in Massachusetts, who uh, was a mission developer and developed a sanctuary church, uh, which is now an established congregation in both the ELCA and the United Methodist Church. So those are going to be great conversations uh, you can sense their faith directly uh, in the conversation we had about they're just real guys doing this, and uh, it's going to be exciting. We also have uh, Rich Melheim, who's the director of Faith Incubators in Minnesota, who developed the Faith Five that I know, Joe, you use in your home. I use it in mine as well, uh, and we, we use it in our congregations uh, also. We're expanding to talk to more women because we don't get out much, but, uh, <laughs> Maria Anderson, who's a mission developer up in Maine, we're looking forward to talking with her coming up, and also uh, Renee Leah Broughton, who is on our synod staff around stewardship. Uh, that'll be a good conversation as well. She did, gave a presentation at our uh, fall bishop convocation, and uh, we've been invited to follow up with her in a dialogue. So that'll be exciting too. So that and the conversations that we're going to have, I think we're going to have a, a wonderful 2016 coming up as two bald pastors. Yeah, I'm really excited for those conversations and really excited to release some of the conversations that we've already had. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Two Bald Pastors. Thank you for joining us on this journey. And we hope you are as excited as we are for some of the things that are upcoming. If you want to connect with us in any way, there are many ways to do that. You can email us at twobaldpastors at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook. Uh, Just look up our Facebook fan page, Two Bald Pastors. 
or you can go into our website where we include uh, the episodes that we've already produced. Um, we've been posting some of our uh, sermons that we've given our church, either through video or audio content, and we have other blog posts of things that we just want to uh, talk about and connect with on our website uh, at twobaldpastors.com. At the website, you can also sign up for our mailing list. So one of the things that we're going to really look forward in in 2016 and utilizing a little bit more is our mailing list. You'll um, be the first to know when a new episode comes out. You'll also be the first to know uh, some of our upcoming plans for uh, 2016 and beyond. So uh, check us out, and we look forward to uh, connecting with you in a, in a deeper way, uh, more meaningful way. And uh, thank you again for being a faithful listener. And uh, until we talk again, be blessed. Bye now. They might not have hair, but they